few days ago, I saw an amazing story on Facebook, which I immediately added to my bank of powered moments. I was introduced to Jennifer Bartley Blake, who wrote from abandonment to abundance. She demonstrated grit and resilience and transformed her valley moments into moments of value. She disposed the dish of disappointments, delays, devastations, and it's now replaced with a bowl of blessings. I am Marcia Smalling, and welcome to my podcast, Powered Moments. Purpose? To elevate, educate, and empower you to live out loud in your personal and professional lives. Stay connected and get powered up to unleash your potential and claim your power. You are listening to episode three of my podcast, Powered Moments. I'm committed, as usual, to use this platform to drive my purpose, which essentially is to ignite hopes, dreams, and possibilities for all. Thanks once more for connecting, and I am sure that my very special guest will fulfill the purpose of this podcast, that of elevating, educating, and empowering you, the listeners. Jennifer, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. Thank you so much for using your story to educate, elevate, and empower our listeners. Thank you for using your vulnerabilities to add value to the lives of others. This is very important. I know it takes a lot of courage, but guess what? We're grateful. And I'm happy to have you with me, happy to have you have this conversation with me as well. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you, Dr. Smallings. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to share with you. We have a lot of persons listening um, on. Um, just, just reading that Facebook um, story that you posted, Jennifer, you know, it, it, it spoke to the hearts of so many people across the world. How do you feel about it? Um, did you, where did you find the courage from to just share your story? Because there are many people who will go through these challenges, but they are afraid to talk about it. Talk to us about that. Um, well, I'm, I'm, as I'm a very outspoken person, I've always been sharing my stories, um, not just now, but even when I was, when I started university, I would, um, tell, um, a little snippets of my story to, to other persons, which they would, um, find unbelievable. And so I knew that one day uh, I wanted to share my story with the world because I, um, based on the feedback that I got then, I, I somehow knew that it would have impacted lives. And so um, that's when I decided that I, I was just waiting until I'm finished with university before I posted um, all the information, but I knew I wanted to do it. Boy, I tell you, goose pimples were all over me, you know? I would have gone through challenges in my life, but when I read yours, I'm like, girl, go and take the back bench, you know? And I'm happy that you have done that. 
Let us um, go back to your childhood days. You mentioned that um, you were abandoned as a baby. How did you learn about that? And how do you, how did you feel? And how has that experience um, propelled you to achieve um, at this stage in your life? All right, so um, I'm a foster child, yeah? I'm a foster child. My foster mother, she told me the story um, when I got a bit older and I, un and I could understand. So she told me that um, I, I was thrown in the garbage bin in the, at the old police station, the old courthouse in Maypen, in Maypen, at the, at the back of the whole um, courthouse. And the policeman found me in the garbage bin and, 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 and took me, um, well, they take me to the police station and then they took me to um, the children's home, which I think was in, on Manchester Avenue at the time, I think. Yes. So um, that's how I learned of the story. However, I had, for years, I had thought, in my thoughts, I thought it was my mother who did it, right? But um, I've come to realize that it was not her who did it, but somebody who she left me with, who she probably left me for a period of time, and they thought that she wasn't coming back. And so they thought that the best thing to do was to just get rid of me. And so that's what her so-called friend. And so what that's what they thought was best to do. So that is how I, I became <laughs> abundant. Yeah. Okay, so you were able to reunite with your mom and you, you have an excellent relationship with her now, correct? No, it's sad to say no, we don't. Um, what I've come to realize, my mother, and I do forgive her, and I, I, I'm glad to say this publicly because when, when I shared my story, she, she, she texted me, she sent me a voice note stating that why am I doing this because she told me that she wasn't the one who did it. And then I got really mad at her because I was like, can't you read? And whoever sent you the message, can't they read? Tell me where in my story did I make mention of my mother? I, or did I call your name any at all? I'm talking, I'm speaking about my story. What happened to me? Why are you offended by it? But I get she's somewhat ashamed. And, but you see, when person, she's also, you'd call damaged goods. And when, when I said damage, she's damaged to, to the core. And so I forgive her. But um, because at a tender age, values and disciplines and morals, that was instilled in me with, from my foster mother. So you'll, 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 you'll find out that I'm, I, I think different from her. I'll speak different from her, right? My mother... I let me. I don't even want to disclose too much about her because I really don't want to offend her anymore. But I forgive her. But she, she, she. I don't know if she'll ever be a mother to me. Put it that way. But I just, I'm just, I just can't be close to her. I try, but it's just not working out. I try, so I just stay to myself. That's what I do. All right, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that kind of experience, you know. But as as Christmas is coming on, um, Jennifer, you know, I am hoping and I'm praying in my heart 
that somehow you'll be able um, to, to reunite and to continue the journey of making that mother-daughter connection again. And that's going to be my prayer. And I know that God answers prayer, right? We do not want to take um, any kind of baggage with us into 2021. Boy, 2020 has been a year to remember or not to remember. I'm not sure about Tell that. But I'm happy not that to remember. beyond that, though, and that um, you are moving on. Happy to say that you have forgiven her, and that's the biggest step for you to move forward. So I really applaud you for that, Jennifer. Um, how did you get through the valley moments in your life? Or maybe I should ask you to talk to us about some of a few of the lowest moments in your life, just a few. Uh, so many low moments. Um, to be honest with you, all of my life, basically until I started university, to me, it was low. Um, I can't remember being happy, but you'd always see a smile on my face, and I'd all and I would always make other persons happy. But when I'm by myself, I I I, I used to fall into depression like every day. I don't know how is it that I, di I, I, I didn't um, think about killing myself. Well, I thought about killing myself, but I just didn't know how to do it. I thought I thought I wanted to die. There are many times like I was like, I have, I serve no purpose here. So it's just, I just wish I could just die. There are many times that thought came to my head, but I just didn't have the willpower to do it. But um, some of the lowest points in my life was when um, I I was homeless. At one point, I was homeless. Yeah, I was like age 16. I was still going to high school. I was homeless. That was one of my lowest points. Another low point was when um, when I was pregnant with my my third son. Each each pregnancies I had I had my fair share, but with my third son, I I went through it, boy. I really went through it with him, and, and that was another low point for me, you know. And there are many low points because, you know, when you see persons who you grew up with and they're excelling and, and, and meeting expectations of their parents and you is just, they're like, yeah, one, two, three, picnic, three different father, you know, no purpose. You, you don't have anything, no accolades to your name. You, you feel, I felt, I felt like nobody. So as, as I said to you, there are, for most of my life, I can tell you, I felt low until, until I started the day, that morning when I stepped, not even that morning, the day when I got accepted to university. To be honest, I don't know how I don't faint and drop down. I don't know how I don't drop down, but that, that was when my spirit was lifted and I said, yes, purpose. You know, persons used to tell me and I used to, like, I used to say, what am I talking about? How am I can't see what they must say? They see something in me and I could not see it. Persons would tell me, you know, when I speak, they're like, girl, you know, you're not normal. And in, in my head, I would look look at them and smile and I would shake my head and say, yes. But I would say, but what are these people talking about? Because I could what not see What are they talking it. about? I just yeah. <laughs> 
Yes, so what them people here talk about? And each time I open my mouth and talk to somebody, they're like, girl, you're so powerful. Girl, you're destined for greatness. Because I would always, always, me chat enough, you know, my love chat. And I don't know how to keep a secret in a sense where if I'm experiencing something, because that is what brought me through too. I, I talk, I get things off my chest. That is how I am. If something is bothering me, I find somebody to talk to. And I guess that is what, why I'm not dead now. That is what kept me because I, I got it off my chest. And then you'd have, because you have good and bad persons. So you'd have persons um, giving me giving me encouragement, words of encouragement. And, and, and those some of those encouragements I held on to. Yeah, I held on to some of them. And that's what carried me up until this point. All right. Um, it's it's always so important, um, Jennifer, when we can find that one person who we can talk to. You know, it it, it makes such a big difference. Um, as an educator, I can tell you that you know sometimes I feel um, obligated to help my students or help those whom I serve to believe in themselves, help to um, unleash their potential. Because many times when I say, for example, um, I want you to do this, or I believe you are good at that, and they will look at me with open eyes like, are you talking to me? Oh, yes, I am. So big up mm -hmm. to all the persons who saw the potential in you and who understood, as you said on Facebook, that what? purpose cannot die i mean that was that stands out for me and for many other readers um as well i realized and it is so true because you know you know when god god when god has a plan for you dr smallings there's nothing no one no one can do to stop it because when i i grew up in church you know dr smallings because when i was living with my foster mother I, every sunday i would have to be at church yeah and so um i stopped for a while but then when i had my third son i started going to saint john's road church of god um in spanish town and uh, that is where my life started changing. I remember the first, because as, as I stated in, 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 in my story, one of my stories that I told, there I was living off the church's expense. They were paying my bills. They would find food for me and all of that. And I remember the first the first lady, Julianne McKnight, and I asked her some time ago if she remember giving me that scripture. And she does not remember, but I never forget that scripture. Isaiah 41 verse 10, I never forget that scripture. And um, I held on, that is one of the things that I held on to. And then you have persons like Dion Henry, my mentor. Oh my God, I remember Dion Henry told in me, telling me that I would be going to university. You know, she, the prophetic words. And I looked at her and I laughed because in my head, no, me one baby mother with three different for the nano purpose. At the time, I think, me the security work. Me, so what she had talked about? What is lady see that me with me now see? You know, and then you have, you had other persons. I, when I really wanted to join the police force, you'd have um like Deaconess Palmer, Deaconess Morgan, and he, his, his wife, um Joan Johnson, the pastor's wife. Oh, Lord, they were behind me. They were behind me a hundred percent. And then because they, they started speaking life, I guess that's what happened. They started speaking life because I was dead. Trust and trust and believe I was dead. 
and they started speaking life and they started speaking life and I started to believe what they said. I started to believe and, and, and so that is what pushed me why I'm here today. And 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 we're so we're so proud of the strides you've made. We we're inspired by your story and you know we really are behind you, cheering you on. I'm just listening to you talk. Now I can understand why the persons who know you intimately believed so much in you, um, Jennifer. Um, question though. Yeah. Who has been your greatest motivation and why? I know you mentioned some persons just now, but is there that one person who just stands out who makes you believe that you can conquer the world? Dion Henry. Dion Henry. Dion yeah. Henry, big up yourself. And thank you so much yeah. for helping this woman of purpose to realize her potential. And not just realizing her potential, but seeing it come to fruition. So big up to you. I love to see, especially when women elevate other women. So um, hail Dion, all right? Um, Jennifer, what makes you stand out? I know that you're going to say, but I've just completed a first degree and so on. But what makes you stand out as a person? What are those my, characteristics that make people have to stop and listen to you? My personality. When I open my mouth, I, I don't know what it is, Dr. Smallings. And all right, so I have two best friends at university. One of them, um, Danielle McPherson, she would say, Jennifer, I'm gonna like walk with you. Because it's like I'm them call me you take mother. Everybody knows Jennifer, and Jennifer have to stop and talk and greet talk to and greet everybody because everybody knows her because my always have my little sweetie pan always have my sweetie pan yeah man and then I'm famous with my son my son at the time he was coming he was going to school next door to, with me at the time and so everybody knows me for my little sweetie pan and 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 when I stop to talk there's never a person that I stop and talk to that when I finish I don't leave a smile on their face and they were like you're just different your personality because I have a bubbly personality and even when I'm having a bad day it's 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 hard for you to know that I'm having a bad day if I'm sitting by myself then you'll probably know that something is wrong but as long as I'm around somebody I'm going to make your day I have a very bubbly personality so I think that is what stands out and my willpower yeah and, and I when I when I learned of this is when I started university. I realized that's about girl, you know, you're not normal for true. Because you know, normally persons who have no, you know that you have persons who have, you know, them have them one child and then bounce back and probably go to university and all of that. But I had four. All of four. So and I, I was I was what age? Because I'm 38 now. What age I was when I started university? What, 32? 32 or so? can't check you know 32 33 but yes when when i started and i told them that i have how many children at home that 
and I realized persons starting saying, girl, I take my hats off to you. I could not do it. How do you do it? There are times when I even have my down moment, my children, them, them give trouble. And, you know, I'm going through the motion, but I never gave up. I would cry because there are times when, mark you, there are times when I felt so down and out. I think I cannot make it. And I, like, I feel like this is it. But then, you know, you know, you just suck it up. I just suck it up and, I was, and, and then there's always somebody to remind me, Jen, I got cake from my university, you know, and I'm not carrying yourself and leave you because I did not want to go to you. I did not want to go to UTEC. I wanted to go to KSN where I would have studied for two years and got a certificate and come out and start work. Because in my mind, all I wanted to do was to get a, a proper job where I can better able to take care of my children. But when, when I said certificate, God said no purpose. You said certificate, but me said degree. I'm giving you a degree and I did not see it happening, but because I, I held on to the word, so my willpower and the strength, I have a strength like no other. Sometimes I don't know how, I don't know how I carry on, you know, but I have a strength. I think it's God himself who gave that to me. Yeah. God himself. Cause sometimes at persons would say, I don't know how you do it, Jennifer. You're, you're strong, you know? So yeah, that is, that, that that's, that. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, today was today I had a, a series of disappointments. You know, those days when nothing seems to be going right. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um, to be honest with you, I, I cried for a little bit and then I dried the tears and oh, I decided yeah. that listen, I have to move on. And yes. uh, a friend of mine says that, come on, man, you're strong. And I yes. was like, strong doesn't mean you don't cry. Um, strong doesn't mean you don't demonstrate these kind of emotions. And mm -hmm. um, strong means that you're able to find that grit somehow to mm -hmm. rise up, wipe yeah. the tears, shake off the disappointments, yeah. and just move on. That is strength. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think there's anybody who will not find that low moment when they feel like, you know, crying or just um, cuddling up in bed or something. So um, I do admire your strength and um, you have given me the answer to the question, how you do it, Jennifer? You have yeah. given me the answer. And many times persons ask me to, how, how did you manage to do this? You know, yeah. for me, one of the things that um, I look at, I, I try to visualize the light at the end of the, end tunnel. Of the tunnel. I try to visualize that outcome, you know, um, start with the end in mind. So whenever we feel like we want to quit, we want to give up, we can't be bothered with this. When you picture yourself in that graduation gown, right? <laughs> when you picture the celebration and how your husband and your family and will feel about it, you said, listen, if I've gotten to this point in the journey, it means I can push to the end. And you have done that and we're absolutely proud um, of you for that. And what message? No, I would, I'd want to interject before you say not just... Okay, not a problem, hon. Yes, not just um, wanting to see yourself in the graduation, but one of my motivation, what we have found the strength, was looking back at my past. And I, I was determined not to go back there. I was determined not to be used and abused. I was determined not to be living, you know, say, live, live by your top. Yes. I was determined 
to make something of myself. I was determined to make the naysayers, because you have a lot of persons who said I wouldn't, I wouldn't amount to anything. Them shock, you know. It's a lot of people draw a drop, you know. It's a lot of people, them have to look. I can't imagine. To to <laughs> I can't talk imagine. to me nice, Dr. Smalling. And listen, you have persons who had doubt in me. Sometimes when they're calling me for um, consultation about something medical, and I'm there talking, you're so, I'm, I'm overly excited. You, know? you might not be saying, I'm done. Lord Jesus, when me, when me done in this house, I'm saying, no, I mean this. Mr. Sawasa <laughs> just called me. I'm going with myself, man, because I'm extremely proud. So me looking back at my past, saying, no, no, no. Me not going back there because it wasn't a pretty one. And I do not want to go back there. Do not. So that was one. That is where I found my strength too. not going back. You see, the thing is, Dr. Smallings, you just need to start, you know. You just need to start. I tell anybody that. You just need to make the first step. And once you make the first step, you know when a baby just starting to walk? Once you make that first step, you need to just continue making strides until you get to the top. And that's exactly what I did. And it's not to say that it was an easy one, but you just have to take that first step. Yes, yes um, absolutely. Um, Jennifer, there is that little girl, that little boy, that adult, that young lady who is listening now, that person who um, is going through some challenges that may seem insurmountable at this time, what message do you have for that person? What message of hope do you have for that person? They are listening. Let's go. I would tell them to push push never give up no matter what the circumstances is never give up find the willpower to push and i would also say find the right crowd once you're in the right company persons that are going somewhere you know the same birds of a feather flock together then it means that if you are in a group or in a crowd that is going somewhere automatically you will be going somewhere too so you find that right person and speak over your situation speak life into your situation you, you, they have a saying where they say fake it until you make it no as i said i've been persons who know me They'll tell you when I finally decided that I wanted to be a nurse, not a nurse, a midwife, a proud midwife. I, 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 I said to them, you know, I'm going to nursing school. And that was even before I, 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 um, I got the, the, all of my subjects. I decided that I wanted to go to nursing school. And, and persons, years, they would say, geez, um, you know, you did tell me, say, I go to nursing school for true. Yes, I spoke into my situation. When you put it out there in the atmosphere, you put positive, positive things out and you will in turn get positive things back in return. And so I spoke life into my situation. I speak life and it came to pass. Right. If you believe it, you can achieve it. You just have to believe, you know. You just have to, don't let anybody believe for you. You first believe. Once you believe, then there's nothing that no one can do or say to stop what you want to achieve because you believe it. It's only you who needs to believe it, right? And um, I can't leave this out, God. Let, let God be the center. Uh, it's the center oh, of yes. everything that you do. 
oh, the yes. center of your life. Because can I tell you, my turning point began when I started going back to church. And Mark, it's not to say that I was a perfect Christian because I'm in a rampy, go back out there, I look for a minute now. You know, I'm a Christian today and tomorrow, I'm going to and come back because I wasn't leaning on God. The honest truth, I was not depending on God. And so when I see like no last corner, I'm going to look. But Tom Harry with it same like me, I call up Tom Harry, you know? I wasn't leaning on God. I can tell anybody this. If you le just have faith, faith, once you have faith and leave everything in a God's hand, then trust me, you can't go wrong. And when persons, let, when persons, because we know how persons can be, and when they see you um, at your worst and yet when you have your downfall, they use it against you and they would say like, yes, man, but it no, but it no say I come out to nothing. Because, yes, all those negative talks were spoken over my life. And I believed it at first. Yeah. But then I decided to use it as because I'm very competitive, you know, I'm very competitive. And so I used that as a motivation to say, Magomet, they shame. They're going to live to see me. Yeah. And, it, and, and, and so it did. So let the negative talks, persons, the negative things that persons have to say, let that be the driving force or one of the driving force that forces you to push for better and to go further and to where you want where um, to accomplish your dreams. And um, yeah, so basically those are some of my encouragement that I would give to young people. You know, not, just don't give up. And even, I can tell them this again, the young persons, at age 16, I had my first child. Yeah, age 16. At age 18, yes, I had my second child. It didn't stop there. At age 20, I still go back. You know, that's the first time I mistake or book up. Yes, yes. And them say third time, a purpose, not true. And, and it's a choice, right? Yes. <laughs> so, 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 um, I, um, don't let, don't let whatever circumstances you face deter you, right? So you'll have a one, you'll have a one child and you'll think that, oh my God, all is, all is lost. And, and, and there is no, no point of returning. That's not true. That's not true. Once you have ambition, because that's what most of us don't have, you know, we don't have any ambition because they say if we have ambition, then the willpower and the perseverance and the dedication and, and all of that, all of those other adjectives would come behind. But because we don't have no ambition, some of us need to find that thing in us where we know, we don't know what we want and we're comfortable in our situation. So we don't, we can't rise up. We see, we because we I used to be like that, you know, when I, at age 20, when I had my third child, I thought it was okay. Can you believe that? I thought it was okay having my third child at age 20 with nothing to my name. But then after I started realizing and I started growing and I started being around the right set of persons, because if, if you're around persons who have a degree and elevating and having their masters and all of that, it's only natural you're going to want to do the same. And yes, so being yes. around these persons, that it may start feel. You know, you feel less of a person and nobody wants to feel less of a person. So it's either you're going to get up and rise to the occasion or you're going to go back and find persons where you're them in the same league. Yeah. So just find the right crowd and all is not lost. I'm still not dead, not that she way. And for the women and the men out there, trust me, 
you'd have persons. Can I tell you, Dr. Smalling, the, the amount of text, the messages that come through my messenger from a post, my, my story, it's, it's, it's amazing. Persons telling me they, they wanted to kill themselves until they saw my story. I cried. You have persons saying that they thought that they couldn't make it. They have the children and or the child and they think that all was lost until they saw my story. So yes, you can make it. You can make it with the right people around. And I tell you, just make that step, that one step. Dr. Smallings, I'm not, I'm not, I hope I'm not talking too much. But <laughs> we'll when soon wrap up, but you can go ahead. Yes, when I say, when you take that, um, the first step, when I started university, I did not have the school fee, but what I did, because I was determined to make, make it through university, I write to all the entities you can think of. I wrote to JLP, I wrote to PNP, I wrote to Ministry of Education, I wrote to Ministry of, um, Ministry of, um, Labor. Uh, think of all the persons, all of the MPs. I write to MP in, a, in his. I write to MP in, in, in North Clarendon. I wrote to the MP in, 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 in Spanish Town. I just wrote, I just wrote letters because I was determined that my school fee was going to be paid. And every time that I see something pop up, like um, persons who are giving grants, you know, I, I even got a grant from, from, from Portia Simpson Miller Foundation. I'm, I'm not living in her, in her constituency. But as soon as I hear something is, is, is giving out, I start put pen to paper and I started writing. And my first, for my first year, September when I started university, I started, I remember I was walking on campus and I was crying, crying, nose not around Dr. Smallings. I was like, no, this is not for me. This is not going to work. You better go look back some security work or something because this is, this, this not work out for me. University is not for me. And then a few, probably about, I don't remember if it's the same day or the following day, I, I got a call from um, NHF, National Health Fund, mm -hmm. saying that they got my, my letter and I'm accepted for, 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 the, for, the, for the grant. Not the grant, oh, um, the school. I'd be praised. <laughs> yes, but listen, not just, I was like, what, is, what, is, what are they talking about? I didn't even remember what NHF was at the time. It's upon me hanging up the phone and I started sieving through my head. And I think I was started talking to one of my friends. I was like, what the hell is NHF? And then, you know, we put it, I was like, oh, National Health Fund. But then I said I didn't write to them. I wrote to Christopher Tufton, Dr. Smallings. And you see, mm -hmm. persons would say that they're not getting help out of it. If you don't push, you're not going to get the help. I, I wrote to Dr. Tufton, but when I said purpose, again, and this is, this is why I said purpose, because when I wrote to Dr. Tufton, I don't know if you know how the MPs work. They would give you a grant like $40,000 or yeah. thirty, depending on how the budget is for them, yeah? yeah? But God allowed Dr. Tufton to take my letter to NHF. God allowed him to take my letter to NHF. And he allowed somebody to be there to show me exactly what to do. And I got $1 million. Wow. When, I, when I tell people, they say, what do you say? I got a million dollars. I could go to school for two years and pay my, my, my dorm fee. Not dorm, because I was a, a board in tavern, but not on the campus because I had my baby yes. then. Well, and I could pay all over me. <laughs> I paid my school fee for two years. And then how I survive, you want to ask me how I eat? Because my school fee was paid. I'm now living somewhere. I don't have to be finding um, rent. I sell sweets. 
I sell sweetie and then when I hear persons want stocking and I know where to get the stocking, I'm going to go downtown and buy the tick stocking for them. And when persons, I would get some negligee, some like a nighty stuff. And I started selling. I started selling. I, sell, I tell you, I sell from pink to an anchor. <laughs> Jennifer always Yes. And that is how I ate. And, 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 and I sent back home money to my children here in Clarendon. That's how I could, could even feed them too. So, so just don't give up. I tell you, once you have the driving force, you'll be fine. I can tell anybody that if I do it, trust me, anybody can do it. I can tell you that much. You just want the right crowd behind you. And as I've, as I've always said, extinguish excuses and excel because sometimes we find every excuse on the planet mm -hmm. why something cannot be done here you have decided yeah. that listen i'm going to put pride behind i must do this you have tried every possible source and you have gotten through mm -hmm. and you did not end there you became resourceful and you sold your stuff i remember after the first two years after the first two years when i i got the million dollars so you know by now i need third year you um school fee and i went on facebook and i started begging again and persons they had some very mean stuff to say um how many if me never send me get my school fare this so how is it that my come begging and I, I i really felt bad i really felt like i I can't explain how I felt, but you know, I did not let that deter me. I still, I still pushed on and I, and God made a way. The truth is God allowed me not to go back on the Facebook to say, I'm begging any help, any, any, any tuition help. Mm. He, he, he made ways for me that I can't even fathom it. I can't even, I remember when I got a call from Ministry of Education telling me that they gave me, um, I got 200,000. I was like, God, you're good. I remember, and let me tell you, I don't know, but I'm going to say, I don't know. You see, if you want something, go after it. I remember when I was, I was doing, I was, I have a little side job that I would do market research. I would do surveys for um, a, a company that I used to work for. And I went down to Juicy Beef, Clarendon Park. And I remember talking to the security and I was saying to him, you know that I want to talk to, um, Mr. Drew Kitchen, I want to ask him for assistance, you know, because I'm going to school and I can't find the school fee. And, you know, every morning, Mr. Chin would be sitting down at his business place having his cup of coffee. And so he said to me, the security, he said, go on, man, go on, go talk. We can talk to, you know, he was a very nice man. But me being who I am, I'm afraid and shy. I, I, but he, the, the, the security, he boots me up, man. He boots me up like supplicate. And I said, go on, man. <laughs> yeah. That morning I went over to him and I said, good morning, sir. My name is so-and-so. And, -so, and um, I am a university student, a university of technology doing midwifery. And I'm, I'm facing some financial difficulties, sir. And I'm really asking if you could assist me. No, I did not write a letter to this man, might I add. But because your, your purpose, you know what you want. I didn't write a letter. I went over there to him and I, and I, I, I spoke to him and I explained my situation to him. And he said, here's my card and send me an email stating what you just said to me. And I did just that. Can I tell you, my Mr. Chin, a friend, you know, it's two times I get money from Mr. Chin for help with my tuition, you know, two times. Mr. Chin Good like that. He's actually a pastor. Oh, 
Yes, man, Mr. Chin, two, two, two consecutive years, he assisted me with my tuition, my third year and my fourth year. I'm going to look a bit of money give me a year, people. And a little bit. So, what I'm saying, saying that the long and short of it is, when you want something, go for it. Go Push for it until something happens. Make it happen. You make it happen because only you can make it happen. Um, I hail you. Thank you so much for empowering this woman who can now use her story to elevate, empower, educate other persons. So, thank you so much. Um, Jennifer, for that, for the conversation. I trust the messages resonated with you and my listeners and have gotten you all powered up to drive your dreams and with passion, resilience, and optimism despite the odds. As Jennifer says, purpose doesn't die. Thanks so much for connecting with us on Powered Moments. I encourage you to listen to the podcast and other episodes on Apple, Apple Podcast, Anchor FM, Stitcher, as we seek to elevate, educate, and empower you to claim your power and live out loud in your personal and professional lives. Remember to share the love. Please subscribe, share, download, rate, and review. God bless you. God bless you, Jennifer. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And I hope to meet you personally very, very soon. Um, you are from Clarendon. I am just um, a few stone throws away over Glenmere High School. So I'm hoping that we'll find some way to connect. And I'm confident that you're going to be an outstanding midwife. God's blessings to you. You have risen from abandonment to abundance. And you have disposed the dish of disappointments. And I want for you to know, enjoy your bowl of blessings. Godspeed. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was such a pleasure talking with you. Take care. Okay, bye-bye.